Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Throughout sports history, there are distinctive moments and stories that can alter the future of the game. Some tragic, some hard to process, some that leave us with the great what-if dilemma. Len Bias's death in 1986 was all of these and more. Adam McKay has launched a new podcast, Death at the Wing, which examines sports, history, politics, and cultural analysis and is hosted by the Academy Award winner, the man behind Feist, The Big Short, Succession, and iconic comedies, Anchorman, and Step Brothers. We collaborated to get some perspective from a man that was a key figure in the iconic Lakers and Celtics rivalry of that era, Michael Cooper. We asked Coop about Len Bias and how history could have been different if the tragedy didn't happen, and just how history could have been different for Boston if he lived to become the generational NBA star he was destined to be. So here it is, a clip from Death at the Wing and our time with Michael Cooper, talking about the Len Bias what if. His answer is from the heart, very honest, and probably will surprise you. He is the best athlete, in my opinion, in the whole draft, and he's going to really help this ball club. The Celtics hadn't just picked a good player. They'd secured their future. Larry Bird was just months shy of his 30th birthday. This was an era where longevity was based on how many packs of cools you smoked a day. And Kevin McHale, he had entered the league looking like he was 38 years old and played a bruising physical style of play. Same thing with Robert Parrish and most of their lineup. This was a tough team that had plenty of bangs and bruises on them. So the Celtics needed a jolt of energy and youth to secure their next generation of championship rings. And that was gonna be Len Bias. See, things like this just didn't happen in sports. You don't get to win a title and draft a superstar in the same year not without cutting some sort of deal with the devil. And Auerbach's name was Red. That's uncalled for. I'm sorry to the Auerbach family. I'm not in any way implying he worshiped the devil. But the point is, everyone wanted a piece of Len Bias. Even the local big shots came calling for their photo op. Tip O'Neill, Ted Kennedy, and John Kerry, a veritable holy trinity of Boston politicians, had Red Auerbach on the phone within hours begging for their state's newest superstar to pay them a visit at the Capitol. Bias may have just become a Celtic, but he was already Beantown royalty. As a matter of fact, you know, Larry Bird said that if we draft Bias, he's going to come up to the rookie camp. <laughs> That's right. He was very, very high on Bias, as Casey was and Jimmy, and they're all high on him. He's the guy we wanted. We got him. He was a surefire thing, and... You know, he never plays a game. After Len got drafted, he did what any kid on the brink of millions of dollars would do. He partied with his friends. And in the 1980s, it wasn't really a party unless you had a big old bag of cocaine. And so Len took part. He was the horse after all. What was a little bit of blow for a freak athlete like him? In fact, that was reportedly the last thing Len ever said as he leaned over for one more line. I'm a horse. I can take it. He never plays a game. He came to Boston. He did his press conference, and then he went back to Maryland and 
partied with some friends and didn't make it till the next morning. By the time the seizures started, his friends realized something was very wrong. A local success story took a tragic turn this morning. Len Bias wasn't a regular cocaine user, but in the end, that didn't matter. His death sent shockwaves through the league and the country for that matter. Len Bias, the Maryland University basketball star on his way to becoming a world champion Boston Celtic, died of an apparent heart attack today at Leland Memorial Hospital in Prince George's County. Dave he wasn't the first player to use drugs, far from it, but he was the first of his stature to die from them during the age of cable TV. The media was louder and bigger than ever before. Everybody was looking for blood, like, all right, who are we gonna blame for this? He was just 22 years old. What the hell had happened? And my thought was, I get that, but this dude made the choice to do all this cocaine and it killed him. And now everyone else has to pay, you know, like, again, I'm not advocating drug use, but uh, they, it was just such an overreaction. Accusations were everywhere. Some claim Lens college coaches knew about rampant drug use in the program and looked the other way. Others pointed a finger at the buddy who brought the drugs that night, suggesting he was really trying to get Len hooked before the big payday. I just thought this is a horrible, horrible tragedy. And it felt to me like by overcompensating, you're, you're affecting a lot of other people's lives in a very adverse way. The worst whispers, the ones that traveled the farthest and did the most damage, were that Len Bias was freebasing crack devastating rumor that took root and spread like wildfire. A specialist in sports medicine speculated what could have occurred. Either he was a novice who was exposed to larger doses than he could tolerate, or somebody substituted crack, a very potent form, and he thought he was getting lower doses than he was given. A finding by the medical examiner on the cause of death may take more than a week. He wasn't using crack, but it didn't matter to most because crack had become the racial scare word of the decade, right up there with welfare queen. Even the name of the new drug was perfect for hysterical headlines. Crack, it was the perfect drug for America, the fast food nation, an immediate rush, highly addictive, cheap, and easy to mass produce. This is the typical tiny bottle for the new illegal drug of choice in America, crack. Everything. Every single news story seemed to be about crack and how it was going to sneak into your little kid's bedroom at night and steal their innocence. Vials like this one are turning up empty and discarded in the streets, in the parks, in the schoolyards around the nation. And many of the people who use crack are turning up with blown minds and blown bank accounts and worse. And that was the thing, really, I think the Lakers got the the last word in the rivalry winning because things for the Celtics fell short, right? His body kind of broke down. And then when they had help, it was that we were seeing the Len Bias moment. Like that's where his help was going to come. You know what? Uh, that is such a tragic accident that happened with that young man, Len Bias. And we had a friend of uh, his, Adrian Branch, mm -hmm. close friend of his. And he told us about that, that night uh, when all that went down. I'm going to say this, and I've never said this before. And Boston got, got Lynn Bias, and they played against us. They were to beat our ass every time. That's how good Lynn Bias was. That was the crazy thing. That's Lynn where the Bias of the franchise was going to go. was a better player, well, just as good a player as James Worthy 
Do you remember Lynn Bias? Nah. This kid, I, I mean, I know the name yeah, and, you no. know, heard the stories. This kid could jump out the gym, could shoot a jump shot, run the floor, block shots with the best of them. Had Boston got him, it would have been hard for us to beat them. We would, we, I don't think we'd ever beat them again. Him, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, and Kevin McHale. It would have been, that probably would have went down as the best front line for players that you could ever have in the history of the game. Okay. How, how is Boston set up to even get that pick? That's red our back. Red our back. Yeah, that and was moving, a trade man. coming it off was, that, yeah. that 86 team people said was the greatest yeah. team ever. Yeah, that's like, how do you, like, like when moving you hear those players and, and, and the draft Because he knew, because he knew that these guys are aging. I need to infuse yeah. young talent. We saw him and it's like, this guy's going to change the and game. And he had made that move two years before. Oh. He had traded to where he was able to get that first, got the number one pick, man. Mm-hmm. That, and that's that's just, like, it's, but it was recognizing what we talk about is the younger, modern, skilled player was coming that had the physical. He had the 40-inch vertical. He had the 6'8", you know, in the wingspan, in the jump shot, like you said, he was refined. Yeah, but this guy could jump up and, you know, the white line at the, bo- yeah, at the yeah, top yeah. could hit both hands. Oh, he was Take one step. Oh, he he could jump up. And Lynn Bias was a terror, man. This guy was So good. just think of how differently it would have been for Boston history in this rivalry where because they would have they been they I think life. they would have beat us more than we beat them with them. They were good. 